last week was the best UKW programming I'd ever seen. And I'd be watching it for a while. They made some audacious moves at Revolutionary Road, or Revolutionary Road, as uh, Sid Phoenix would call it. And the heels were in control. New Persian Empire. A four-person Persian Empire. JPR. Siding with Cayman Carlisle. Henry Winter. Out. It had impetus. It had heat. It had great coming to fruition, slow burning angles. This week, it had to go some to keep up. It did. This week's showdown was an hour and 19 minutes. When they started doing this program, it was an hour and 30. Half an hour of that was technical issues. So an hour of 19 to fill. Never this week did it seem over long, did it seem boring, it seemed to go by quickly, it seemed to go by in half the time, a quarter of the time. It had speed, it had fun, it had assurance. That's the main thing. It was sure. They're sure of the moves they've made. They're sure of the wrestlers they've got. They're sure of the angles and the stories they are telling. That's what makes it so good. This week, second best UKW programming I've ever seen. To start with, we're straight in. We've got Sid Phoenix and announcer who does a good job actually, Tom Price. I like Sid on uh, on commentary. He's got that excitement. I like that a lot. He was tempered by his co-commentator this week, which is good, who's also very good. More of that in a minute. But we're straight into Hunter L. Carr, us. A debutant, Brent Newman, who's a big lad, and young Horus, who hasn't won a match in UKW yet. This was quick. I think too quick. It was a fast match, and I can understand why they did it, but the action we had were things like a hunter springboard into a cutter, sorry, a Horus springboard into a cutter, a choke slam for Hunter to win. But we could have had a lot more. I wanted to see more of Brent Newman. I understand, as I say, why they did it, why they gave us a quick match, which was fast to start it, but it could have been five minutes longer. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't have minded if this was an hour and 24. It could have stood it. One thing we do know though, Horus still has no wins and he isn't happy about it. Talking of that co-commentator, remember, it's only a few minutes ago, think back, we've got Henry Winter out. He won't be happy after being bumped from the tag team champions. Well, he's still a tag team champion, isn't he? But he can't wrestle for it. Why can't he? And other questions like this. He's got his arm in a sling and he has had surgery on it. It was broken, I think he said. So he's going to go on to commentary here tonight. And you know what? He's, he's fun. He's relaxed. He's, in, he's witty. It's good work. It really tempers Sid's work very well. As he says, 
JPR. Of course you're a bitch. I mean, you know, I think we can talk about that, but I think most people will come to that conclusion. Says he hasn't earned the title. I made that point myself. And JPR and Cayman Carlisle will face Jepson, Andrew Jepson, and O'Keefe. Billy O'Keefe, I presume, at the next pay-per-view. Well, that's going to be a damn good match. I can't actually see O'Keefe and Jepson winning that, but you never know. With, with the current UKW, you never know. Oh, by the way, Winter says, it's about time we had some eye candy on this commentary. <laughs> nice, it's really nicely done. Okay, here comes Billy O'Keefe. He's got some kind of new garb on, really. Don't worry, it's not a new, it's not a, it's not a turning character or anything like that. Now he's lost the belt. But he comes out with shades on and a bandana and all that to tell us that he's going to try and get the JP, the, um, the round the clock, not the JPR title, though he'd love to call it that, the round the clock title from JPR. He does talk about him being jumped by JPR last week. Now, I like Billy O'Keefe and I understand what he's saying, but it is the round the clock tournament, mate. It is the round the clock title, mate. Not tournament, title. So even if you wanted it to be a wrestling title and your opponents and those in the back thought, okay, let's leave it as a wrestling match. They didn't have to. They could say, I'm going to come out and jump him after he's done a match and he's dead tired. Or I'm going to wait till he gets home, steps out of his car or off the bus, and then I'm going to waffle him then and get it. It's the round-the-clock title. So although I don't like JPR's current actions I understand that he can do that just pointing that out however I think that a match between those two would be fabulous if Carlisle isn't at ringside or if Carlisle's at ringside but no that won't work because Henry Winter's got his arm in a sling Jepson he could come out yeah good idea okay tonight he wants Cayman Carlisle one on one Ask Sid Phoenix if he can do it. Sid, who's an accommodating gentleman, says, yep, and not only that, it's the main event. That's a tasty main event. Well done. Well set up. Early in the programme. Something to look forward to, as if we didn't have enough already. Now, Playtime Mafia, who have been kind of left behind a bit. You know, the jester was riding high a few weeks ago, but he and Cerebral Stee, he and Cerebral Stee, Yes, are not riding as high as they were. They're facing the society and the Yorkshireman and Joe Sedgwick. Now, I really like the Yorkshireman's wrestling ability. I just, I live in Lancashire. So, I'm probably not really up with that shtick. And I don't particularly, I don't know if it'll, I mean, if, it, if they go on tour, they can't take him, can they? Well, it'll be interesting to see where he's a face and a heel, won't it? Anyway, he gives Joe, or Silver Spoon Sedgwick, as Lawrence Breeze so rightly pointed out, because, of course, he is the sort of, the boss, yes, nothing my cap, sir, yes. He gives him a cloth cap. Yes! Very nice, I like that. A flat cap or a cloth cap, whichever you'd like to call it. There is some good work here, actually. So really a rather good match, and it becomes that way. Early on, right at the beginning actually, there's a lovely Yorkshireman buckle slam on Decaro. Slams him, 
right with his back into that into that second buckle. Lovely. The kind of Franken team, I suppose, the Yorkshireman and Joe Sedgwick seem to work well together. And I've seen them on Twitter enjoying their work afterwards, and quite rightly too, because there's an atomic drop and a lariat combo from them too, which is lovely. Steve then comes in and takes it to Joe, because, you know, he's not, he's not to be left behind, Steve. He counters, uh, Joe counters a Lewis Tornado DDT attempt into a suplex. That was very nice. And then Jester J. Rowe Lewis Jr. the third comes off the top on, with a senton on everybody on the outside. So Joe thinks, I'll have a go at that. Tope Suicida on everybody. Yeah. And then at the end, this match is, is becoming big. And there's a big ending and a really nice wrestling entertainment angle segment. Well, anyway, let me tell you what happens. Joe gets both Lewis and Stee on his shoulders. He wants to give them both a Death Valley driver, but Lewis, who's on top, he drops. He gives the Death Valley driver to Stee, loses sight of Lewis, the jester, who then hits him with the flyby or drive-by knee for the pin. Really good, that, actually. A really good way to end. Makes sense. Nicely done. Well booked. Really rather good. And so should this be. This is for the Round the Clock Championship. It's a wrestling match. Nice. JPR, who is the champion, versus... And and there can be no disputing that. He won it under the Round the Clock rules. Pains me to say it, but he did. Versus Cliff Harrison, who, according to Sid, is not on your side or my side. He's on the Cliff side. Okay. I mean, it doesn't quite work fantastically, but what does work is Henry Winter calling JPR, who of course wears the, the plaid shirt round his waist and the and the cut-off jean shorts, he calls him a pound shot raven. That is just great. Best comment of the night. Lovely. And when I'm speaking to JPR in the next few days, which I will be, as an interview, I'll certainly be mentioning that. Now, this is a good... Um, a good match. There are Cliff Harrison arm drags, double, duh, duh, arm drag, please, sir, for JPR. And then JPR just smacks him up on the outside. He really gives him a punch. Uh, he rips a fan sign up. I mean, J- Henry Winter saying, they take ages doing that. It didn't look that ornate. It just looked like a piece of cardboard with some writing on it. He did struggle to tear it up, as Henry Winter very rightly points out. He didn't get some. He didn't get purchase on it. You know what you need to do first, JPR. You need to just crease it, crease it, and then you can do. Like when they used to tear up phone directories, you break the spine, and then you. Do, I'm not sure you could really do that. Anyway, he throws Harrison to the guardrail. I mean, he flies through the air. Really does. But Harry, but Cliff Harrison lays in punches and knees back in the ring. Oh no, before then. Then it hits a sling blade from the guardrail. It's beautiful. Carlisle has to get involved at this point. But then JPR plants him with a tornado DDT, uh, has more power, and then hits his own finisher, which is the Red Rum DDT, a jumping DDT like the Impaler. Good match. And JPR did not look invincible. And Harrison doesn't have an enormous amount of experience. 
So, he doesn't look like the kind of champion who will hold the belt for long. Does he? AJPR? They give Cliff Harrison a heart attack after, you know, when they're, you know, the old Heart Foundation stuff. One's holding the other one off the ropes with the clothesline. And then they bait Henry Winter on the outside, on the way out with the belt. Henry can't do anything, but he's fuming. Now, something else that's really good this week, which, which surprises me. Dylan and Shake McToom, Tommy Dylan, Shake McToom are backstage giving their promos about the Persian Empire and what they want to do to them. And they're good, snappy, intense promos. Really nicely done. And then we've got the match. Mustafa Khan and Big Duncan with, of course, their mates, Leone Rose and Johan Hunt. They will be the Persian Empire versus Dylan and Muktoum. Before we get to the match, Khan gets Price to announce him properly. So if you don't do it, I will lay you out. So he does have to get it right. He wants to be introduced as the heavyweight champion and the Persian champion. Well, I mean, aren't they the same thing? I thought they were just the same. Are they the same belt? I don't, I'm not arguing, obviously. But uh, there you go. Anyway, he does so. And I would as well. And the moment the bell sounds, there's an immediate slam from Duncan on Muktoum. And then he just drags him to his own corner. So to say, as if to say to Tommy Dylan, there you go. Dylan's got his dander up. You don't get excited. It means it means he's angry. Yeah. All right. Don't get too excited. Hunt then attacks Muktoum. There's a huge big daddy, a uh, big Duncan clothesline, and Duncan is in there for ages. They they mess him up badly with Leone Rose distracting and double and triple team stuff. They're making a real impression. This Persian Empire, it's really good actually. Yeah, it's really good. Winter, Henry Winter calls Big Duncan Big Daddy. You must have been listening to this podcast. You can have that one, mate. Do not worry. And then Mukturn gets in, throws some punches to Duncan's midsection. Duncan's just smiling at him, but eventually it gets to him. He has to go to the to the uh, the corner, and Dylan attacks, and Mukturn attacks. Starts putting the the, uh, the punches and the kicks in and all of that. Meanwhile, Dylan and Hunter having to go on the outside, and then. Just as Muktoum runs in, Duncan gives him not really a running clothesline because I'm not sure that's possible given the hugeness of the man, but a falling clothesline. Yeah. And this is a superb closer. Superb closer, superb finisher. Khan kicked to the back of the head. Staggers, Muktoum staggers into a black hole slam from Duncan for the pin. Kick to the back of the head. Black hole slam. Superb. It's impressive. The crowd are well riled up and they make a right mess. And you know what? Rules are out the window. They work so well together and they cause a massive effect. Mustafa has a bit of a go at winter on the way out and all because he must be feeling very positive at the moment. And if that wasn't enough... Johan Hunt's out with Leone for the next match with Jonathan Sedgwick. Oh, yes. oh your slippers have been cleaned and warmed. Yes. I sat on them, yes, and I made sure that I ironed your paper copy of the London Times, sir. 
Yes, he's the owner of the company. So for him, as last week, when he got beat, of course, by Johan Hunt to come out again, it really bigs up that duo. And that's absolutely right. You know what? This match was pretty good, you know. Hunt gives him, a, gives him a nice dive to the outside, which connects early on. Rose stops the leg drop because, you know, Sedgwick wants that by grabbing his foot. There's a lovely tilt-a-whirl DDT from, Hunt, from uh, Hunt into a superb single-arm DDT. He likes those DDTs. He does. Sedgwick, of course, comes back with a clothesline, goes for the super kick, gets the super kick. Rose then covers Hunt, which is a nice moment, actually, of sort of... Please don't do any more to him, which is lovely. And then Khan arrives on, Mustafa that would be, on the stage, distracts, low blow from Rose, curb stomp, or whatever Hunt calls it, for another pin. Yeah, and then Duncan comes down to add insult to injury and gives Sedgwick some afters. As Khan says again, week in, week out. You're going to get trouble. He promised it. He delivered. Even Rose has a go at him. And this is great because where are the good guys? It's run by bad guys at the moment. Winter can't fight. O'Keefe and Jetson will have a go. Dylan had a go. McToom had a go. Where are the other good guys? If the good guy head of the company is not succeeding and is being brutalised, where does that leave UKW? In flux. And I'm glad they're continuing with this. So that makes the main event even tastier. And by now, it's already a great programme. This is Cayman Carlisle versus Billy O'Keefe with JPR, of course. There's a weasel chant early on. That's all for Cayman. Then we've got O'Keefe over the top onto JPR. It's very nice. That's lovely. And a big back elbow to Carlisle. Big punch from Carlisle. And then O'Keefe hits an Inzaguri counter, but then gets too excited, runs into an enormous drop kick. O'Keefe then nails the Swanton off the top with a kick out at 2.5, I reckon, from Carlisle. Great Carlisle cutter, though, for another long two kick out. This is tight. And it's competitive. Really nice. O'Keefe hits his sort of twist of fate. And then JPR, sauntering past outside the ring, just calmly puts Carlisle's foot on the ropes. That is lovely. So O'Keefe goes to the top. JPR pulls the leg, gets thrown off, clatters the guardrail. He must have really hurt himself. But Carlisle turns himself round from the superplex position into the twist of hate, which is a cutter off the top, for the pin. That was great. And you know what? The whole thing was great. It looks like UKW are going on a bit of a tear. They are a federation you need to see. And I'm not just saying that because they're engaging with me. It's not just about that. I've always been honest about what they've done. And at the moment... It's really working, and that's because of good booking, strong characters, and just a little bit of fun. Can't wait to see it next week. Ta-ta.